This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. Don't miss The Good Fight, streaming now on CBS All Access. Critics are calling The Good Fight a bold and ideological balanced hour of television that deserves attention from the Emmy Awards, saying that this season is firing on all cylinders and that Baranski is TV gold. For your Emmy consideration in all categories, including Outstanding Drama Series, Outstanding Writing, Outstanding Directing, and Christine Baranski for Outstanding Actress. Hi, welcome to Remote Control, Variety's TV podcast. I'm Deborah Birnbaum. Every week, we'll bring you conversations with some of the best and brightest in television, working behind and in front of the camera. On today's episode, we're talking about The Good Fight with the cast and creators. Stay tuned. Well, they, I, think that, I think the audience was suitably impressed with an episode, uh, episode 207, Day 450, which, to my mind, is a, is a great microcosm of just all the things that this show does so well. Great writing, incredible, incredible pacing, incredible deft maneuver between, you know, at times it's almost screwball, and at times it couldn't be more, it couldn't be more serious and more of the moment in terms of what the characters are discussing. Um, and then, you know, capped by something that, you know, the little animated animated piece at the end that, I mean, none of us saw coming, and some of us are old enough to remember Schoolhouse Rock, and that, so I guess, just for Robert and Michelle, I'd be curious, let's start at the end. What what gave you the inspiration for that little tag at the end for the song, uh, Nobody's Above the Law, which and, should be a hit? And that was Robert, so I'm going to let him answer. Uh, well, originally in last year, when we were thinking of coming back this year, we were going to have a different band uh, write a song about about some legal issue <laughs> to explain some legal issue. And it was a good idea, but, the, you know, it was not a good... The bands weren't the best ones. To, but one of the ones who we, we loved engaging with was Jonathan Colton, who uh, was just nominated for a Tony, yeah. right? For yes. SpongeBob. Yeah. Um, but anyway, he we've had a lot of fun with him and connected with him on other shows. And uh, we said, can you do a schoolhouse rock version that explains it? impeachment to us and maybe the 25th Amendment? But let's concentrate on impeachment. What does it mean? And, and then uh, we connected with a Canadian um, um, animator who was really loved the song and, and had a pitch for how to do it. So we started there. We actually didn't even we didn't tell CBS we were doing it. We just I don't know. We just had some extra money, and then we didn't know where to put it in the show. It was like do you just put it as its own thing. So anyway, then everything else was kind of half-assed, but uh, they did a very good job. It's, it was a really fun treat. That's fantastic. Um, this episode has such great showcases for for all of the char- virtually all of the characters in the show but particularly for you, for your three can you talk about you know you guys obviously made the decision to to go head on into current events current headlines um, can you talk about what it is for you guys as actors 
in in your characters to be dealing with subjects that are literally on the front page and on the top of everybody's phones. Is that a challenge for you as an actor at all to be dealing with something that is so mirroring real life, practically up to the minute? Jump ball for anybody who wants to. Take is everybody it. looking at me? <laughs> Del Roy, you're very pretty. <laughs> the chairman of the board. Height. Well, somebody. Um, in the last week or so, uh, sent me an email. Actually, somebody from Europe sent me an email and said, how do you guys get away with saying all those things about Trump? And um, my response was, I don't think... I said to the person, I'm not sure how much you follow American um, politics, what's happening in this country, but I don't think we're saying anything that's not being said um, in the broader culture. Uh, and in some instances, probably worse than what we're saying. But what this, what I find, what I feel, this show has done is found very creative ways of negotiating that which is topical. Um, to your question specifically, uh, I don't think about the topics per se. I just respond to what's on the page as an actor as I would to any any other material. Christine? Can you- I, uh, I, I actually, much of my homework uh, that I did uh, as this character uh, all year was simply waking up in the morning and putting on Morning Joe and <laughs> watching the latest. And then I went to work and I, I have... Odd, um, Juliana's old dressing room, which is the largest dressing room, and it happened to have a TV, but I'd put on the television set and watch what was breaking news. And then I'd go home at night after work, and I'd watch Rachel Maddow and <laughs> Lawrence O'Donnell. And I thought part of um, what was challenging, to answer your question, is staying abreast of just the mind-boggling news that was coming at all of us, every single day. And for a character like Diane, who is a liberal feminist and someone who expected that the glass ceiling would be broken, season one, she's, you know, rightfully horrified and going a little nuts. And in season two, that's what we see. She becomes unhinged because she just can't process. But it's been challenging. And I'm about to go on vacation tomorrow, and I cannot wait to turn off my phone and not watch any more cable news. (laughs) But when we did this episode uh, where I pop a cork uh, in, in the conference room, I had just been watching television, and the FBI director had just been fired. And I remember the sense of outrage and, and literally going and shooting that scene. But by the time I shot that scene, I, as Christine slash Diane, was really ready to vent. I think I would pick up on that, too. I mean, when we found out that uh, I think we had gotten a little bit of warning from you guys that we were going to be approaching a, a, a sort of an impeachment idea episode, but it's not what you think it's going to be. And I think that's also the brilliance of what they've done. They've, <clears throat> it, they've not just written it from one vantage point or one sort of, you know, side, you know, you've got some of our characters that are very much against the idea and, and how would we go about it? Is it the 25th amendment? Is it, is it emoluments? You know, all of that. Um, so when when I knew that they were going to you know approach it from a very different angle, I was worried that I'd be one of the lawyers that would be maybe not necessarily arguing for it. And I'm like, okay, that's when you really call on your craft as an actor. 
and I will call on my craft as an actor. But instead, because I, I, I don't have the TV in my dressing room, but I am down the hall from Christine. And she can hear me screaming. I, she's screaming at the TV. And then I'll be watching it on, on my little phone, and then we'll come out in the hallway and scream about it all the way down to the set, you know. But um, for me, on the day that I shot, I got to shoot the thing where I kind of lose my mind a little bit, or actually Liz is very focused. Her mind isn't lost. She knows exactly um, what she's thinking, what she wants to do about it. I was very relieved. So for me, I was able to have a, my own catharsis um, as Audra to be able to say all those things and to say, we've got to fight, you know. But even if you had had me saying, no, 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 we have to do, go about this in a different way, I would have done that as well. But I think that episode affected people in a very specific way because it did provide some sort of catharsis, I think, for people, you know, and maybe it riled some people up too, but um, it's in the zeitgeist. You have to put it out there. One of the, one of the things I think that that I think is very um, clever about, about the show is that all of these things are filtered things. The, the manner in which we respond to any given topic is, is, to state the obvious, filtered through the experience of each of the characters that we're playing. And so, therefore, it adds um, wonderful twists from, from, from an acting point of view because, I'm, because we're all filtering it through um, the, the prism of who we are as, as individuals. That adds a wonderful twist and a, and a wonderful challenge um, to your original question for, from an acting point of view. The, the other thing that, that's great, and I mean, just kudos to you guys and your team in the writing, that what's great is that everybody, there, there's no white hats or black hats in these scenes. Everybody is scheming. Everybody is an opportunist. <laughs> from Margot Martindale, who, you know, shout out to Margot Martindale. I don't think there's any show that she couldn't come in and just kill, but she's <laughs> so great. Um, but everybody, right down to her character saying, we, we, well, we want to do this, but we don't want people to know we're doing this because that would be a bad look. I mean, it's just, you know, to the characters play acting for the cameras. It's just beautifully done. And Michael Boatman is also fantastic in this, in this scene, really articulating. And that's what keeps it from being just sort of pure liberal fantasy, which, which for some of us, that you know, we would like to take that escapist trip, but to make it, you know, to make it meaty drama, really kudos to you. The, the other interesting thing about this show, of course, in the, in the conference room scenes and, of course, in courtroom scenes, you have a natural, a natural um, way for characters to deliver a lot of exposition, to talk, to speak their minds, and to make... I would be curious for the actors, when you have scenes that are long scenes like you had in that conference room where you're talking through the issue of impeachment and how you might go about it. When you have those lengthy expository sequences, do you do you massage them a little bit and put them in your own words, or do you really... Do you, do you, you want to ask asking us that in front of the writer? Yes. <laughs> no softballs here. This is a tough... This is a tough it's like, what do you do? No. We have a very a strict script supervisor, and we have brilliant writers, and, and the script supervisor is on top of us if there's one word that's not quite right. So, no, we, we, we say what is we written happily. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> We're very good. Although, having said that, having said that, every once in a while, I mean, there's, there are times that, you know, we'll say, well, either something 
doesn't feel quite right or something, or we're having a hard time learning something and then we know it's because it's, 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 it's not jiving, something's wrong. And we'll go to Robert and Michelle and, um, I mean, how they respond. I don't know how you respond before you then respond to us, <laughs> but they're, I mean, they're, 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 you get it unfiltered. We get it unfiltered. Okay. So, you know, they, they always seem to be very willing to listen, um, because, you know, they write their characters, but after a while, I think it does become you know, a bit of a collaborative thing because we're living them. And I think we teach them things about the characters and then they teach us things about the characters, you know. It just, for the viewer, it just feels so natural. It feels like these are conversations that, you know, that you guys would be having. And it sounds like, Christine, those conversations are going on inside your dressing room. The best thing is when Robert and Michelle write... And then they continue to argue, and we're in court, and, and we're you know, doing a sidebar, and then we're supposed to continue this impassioned legal argument, and we're like, we're actors, we're not liars. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> and um, can you talk about... Uh, you know, season one of any show is a, is a birthing process and getting on its feet. Can you talk, uh, Delroy and Christine, about um, the the sense of the the gelling of the ensemble in season two? It certainly, it, 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 especially in this season, it fe- it feels like you guys have all been together for a very long time. No, go ahead. No, I I will just quite simply say I think it's the most stunning group of actors I have ever had the privilege of working with. The the, um, series regulars, the new additions, and then our guest actors. And our casting director is here, Mark Sachs, and he does a brilliant job of just culling the best actors that are floating around New York, doing plays, doing musicals, whatever, and we come in, and it is just a set of equals. There's no, you know, one, two, three. There's, it, it's just an ensemble. It is like a great repertory company. And as you can see, we're, we have holdovers that were on The Good Wife, Carrie Preston and, 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 and Jane Alexander. I could go on and on, all the great actors that we've managed to have back in the the good fight and you know it's a revolving door of just the most beautifully gifted people and i've just never been on a set where there's just that level of commitment and preparation there's no jerking around people come in and they work and they're happy and it's beautiful and 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 to to that to that point you you speak about or you asked um, about the growth or the evolution from season one to season two. And what's, to just to piggyback a little bit on what Christine said, I, I didn't think about it per se. Um, there is a, because the actors were also prepared, there's a, there's, there's a preparedness and an attention to what one has to do in the work, and we show up and we do it. And I think that's what, is reflected in whatever it is, is that you're seeing in terms of the growth, the uh, continuing closeness between the various um, actors. And it, it, it seems, it, it really is, I think, a question of, of really good actors doing their homework, showing up, and being ready to work and working. Can we also say Niambi Niambi's here, who's yes. in the show? Yeah. Too. Yay. <laughs> yeah. 
He's one of the regulars. And in the last episode, Kylie, oh, uh, who plays Aubrey. Yes. It's a it's a very familiar group, clearly. Audrey, can you talk? I, 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 actually, I would be remiss if I did not say, from the, from the standpoint of um, uh, uh, there was a question about do we go off script at all. Um, I've been known to go off script just a little bit, <laughs> but never never without first clearing it or speaking to Michelle and Robert. And, and I, I said it at one of the other panels, um, a wonderful um, sense of collaboration and openness and respect uh, that, that exists. And that provides you know, a certain sense of safety and um, comfort. And so that one, I feel, I'm sure you guys feel similarly, that as Audra said, if there's something that doesn't sound right coming out of my mouth, or if there's, even if there's an idea that, mm, Robert, Michelle, could we think about X rather than Y? I've always found them to be um, really open. And that is not, that's not a given. That's not always the case. And it, from your perspective, it sounds like you, you probably get very helpful feedback from this very intelligent cast. I, I was going to say, we're fortunate we're working with really smart adults, and that that isn't always the case. <laughs> you know, talk and, about that? <laughs> no. And so if, if something doesn't feel right coming out of an actor's mouth, then it isn't right for the character. But again, this is a rarity, and you know, so it is, we're, it's great good fortune. Audra, can you talk about what it was like for you to, to to join this ensemble, particularly in the in the role that you have of not not foil, but you have a relationship yeah. with Delroy's character. Well, it was weird. It was weird because for like the first week on set, no one would really look me in the eye or anything like that. It was weird, but I guess that's their hazing thing that they do. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> no, it just. I mean, well, like Christine and I have known each other for decades but we've never worked together but we've always loved each other you know so we've probably done a million benefits benefits together but we've never actually you know had a chance to really play and um delroy delroy and i almost worked together at one point and you know because you know mark casts basically you know from the, the theater community i mean as well as everywhere but just what so I felt like I knew everybody anyway. And so coming into the company, because it felt like I was coming into a theater company in a way, um, and everybody just, especially because the first episode, you had me there with Brian Stokes Mitchell. I mean, I was like, wait a minute, that's Cole House. And I just done another show with him. But, and all of the, you know, these incredible actors that come from the theater. And because everybody is so about the work, it was not an odd place to come into. It was a very familiar place to come into and um, uh, very supportive place to come into. And um, because they wrote the character in such a very... She she slams onto the scene in a very strong, strong way. So there was no... uh, I felt very supported by the writing. It's like, okay, well, I know what I want. I know what's happening. And I I know that I just have to go in and start, you know, shaking trees and and, yelling. But they gave you a big black hat. And I I got a fabulous sort of Joan Collins hat. That helps, too. (laughs) 
You know, in, in addition to tackling, obviously, like, up-to-the-minute political headlines, um, the show also uh, very much touches on a very tricky, tricky topic for television drama to tackle, and that's race. There's a lot of... There are both from the social is- issue aspect and also from, you know, Christine's decision to join this firm, to remain with this firm, even when the, even when the open door comes earlier this season. Can you talk about... As writers, you know, handling, I think it's I think it's fair to say that you know that these are very sensitive and and difficult times to be exploring these kinds of themes, and yet it is the work of TV dramatists to take on that kind of material. But can you talk about how you figure out what your what kinds of issues you're going to weave into a plot? Well, I liked in this episode. There's a scene of the Democrats asking them to do it a little more street, which was. <laughs> I, what I like about that is when you play race issues that are very touchy for comedy, uh, which your then execution of that was, I thought, hilarious. But um, I think what is trying to take set, uh, subjects that should be handled sensitively and see if you can kind of kick them around and treat them like slapstick. I was going to say, what we're fighting with that issue and with every issue is earnestness. So, I mean, that's our enemy. So we're always looking for a way, okay, where's the parody, where's the satire? Because if you, if you go straight on, it's, it's, it becomes preachy. It's very preachy. And some of the African-American writers in the room were saying about after this performance of being kind of street, just the exhaustion factor. So that's where the Audrey and Delroy scene afterwards, where they just kind of collapse and I think someone says, we, I want a drink, but neither of you have the energy to get up. It's just, but I think what was fun about there was satirizing liberals because the show was suggesting that liberals feel so comfortable in that position they don't have to worry about it, that they're actually assholes too. So, <laughs> Also, you know, that for me, that particular moment when I read that in the script, as 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 actors who have, you know, been in the business for a long time and we've auditioned for lots of stuff when lots of times someone will say great now can you do that she's just more worldly wise she just she really says what's on her mind and you're getting all this code for black it up you know (laughs) that's the and you're getting code in all different sort of places so for for you guys to go straight up to that line and just sort of like smack it around like you did was it was a joy i think for us to be able to sort of call it out in the way that we that you guys did, um, and then put it on the liberals to, who have done it. You know, um, was a it was a very interesting and smart way to shine a light on that. You know, and, and I'm not going to give away the final episode, but the final scene that the camera captures in in our thirteenth episode is uh, all of the uh, lawyers congregating in the conference room. And I looked around as an actress, and I looked, and there, I was the only white person in the room. And what I love is that an issue is not made of it. I love that we do this. And it's, yes, of course, we're in an African-American firm. And yes, we're all professionals. And yes, we're all working together. Mm-hmm. Problem with that? No. <laughs> Woman over 60? No. We don't have problems with it. We don't make an issue of it. I love yeah. that yeah, about yeah, the yeah. show. Yeah. We don't put gender and race and sexuality and identity in heavy quotation marks. It's, we, it, we just live in this world, yeah. and that speaks volumes 
in and of itself. But what's also I think. funny in the episode is how you're all biased against Kushumbo's pregnancy or Luca's pregnancy. Because I love the scene where she comes in and you're also patronizing. So patronizing. sit down here and okay. like, no, don't you call her. Don't you. And so the, what's funny is bias expresses itself in so many different ways. Oh, exactly. I mean, the, 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 there's a whole sexist sexism thread in, in both what Luca is dealing with. And I, I mean, it's just the, to, to weave all of that into a 52 minute hour that is both entertain, entertaining a little enlightening and just enriching in a way. It is really, it's just such a feat. I mean, I really um, commend you, commend you guys incredibly. I mean, and to piggyback on something Christine said, the character of Maya has, has a girlfriend. It is such a non-issue. It's barely mentioned in, in a single review. And I can't tell you how happy that made me. Mm -hmm. It's just, it's a given. That's, that's Mm -hmm. her life. And I mean, the number of characters that, that are really, especially in season two, are becoming more fully realized, like Maya, beyond the initial sort of plot engine of season one with the issue with her father. Mm-hmm. Maya's life is becoming fleshed out. Marissa is a terrific mm-hmm. character. I love, yeah. I love that character. Yeah. We love the, um, you know, the investigations and all the things that they, I mean, juggling that in the room must be, must be also quite a challenge to just to make sure that every people are serviced and that you have not serviced, but that yeah, the no, characters no, no, no. are the characters are not static. The writers we have seven writers. Uh, are any of them here? Uh, no. Let's do this. If anybody here who works so. on the show, would you stand up? <laughs> anybody, anybody who works on the show, stand up. Mark, Yambi, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um. So we have very good uh, seven writers we worked with last season. Most of them last season, and on another show we did called Brain Dead, who like twelve people saw. And then uh, they <laughs> thank you, <laughs> thank you. And uh, they're a really good combination, and they all seem to have fascination with one of the characters. So it's a good way to keep the voices separate. And anyway, the agree? pacing, the, the this work is just it's just like you just took the Good Wife. You know the good wife mojo, and just moved and moved it on over to another show. I can't believe we are actually pretty much out of time. To yeah, I know, but we have a surprise. We have a surprise. We are out of time. We, I mean, I've got pages of questions. We could we could talk for a longer time, and we'd so appreciate your time. But we do have a surprise because today, not only is today that you got the good news of season three, but today is Christine Baranski's birthday. <laughs> Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday, Christine. Happy birthday to Yeah. <laughs> you get a cupcake and you get a cupcake. Thanks for listening to this week's show. We'll be back next time with another great episode. We'll be talking about Star Trek Discovery with the cast and executive producer. 
See you next time. Don't miss The Good Fight, streaming now on CBS All Access. Critics are calling The Good Fight a bold and ideologically balanced hour of television that deserves attention from the Emmy Awards, saying that this season is firing on all cylinders and that Baranski is TV gold. For your Emmy consideration in all categories, including Outstanding Drama Series, Outstanding Writing, Outstanding Directing, and Christine Baranski for Outstanding Actress. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandslots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.